Welcome back, everyone, to the Herd to You UK podcast. Um, I'm joined tonight by Chris and Mike. Uh, we're going to um, pick over the winter pause. Uh, obviously, we have lost our president, Kay Bernstein, in tragic circumstances. So that's obviously a little bit raw, but we will talk about that, reflecting on a game uh, at the weekend which uh, rebooted the um, Bundesliga 2 for us, uh, but also was a very sombre occasion uh, as people came to terms with uh, what can only be described as a tragedy. But we will be also looking forward in reality to um, a very exciting cup match next week mm. and um, a couple of big games ahead. The, re the uh, return fixture of uh, uh, Wiesbaden Veen and also uh, Hamburg uh, so we'll have a little look at those fixtures as well and a general look over what's uh, gone on so now we're in week eight of January what feels like uh, the good news is football's back uh, Bundesliga Zwei is back uh, and Hertha are back and uh, playing a game I have to say in very challenging circumstances so I was at the game um, and what uh, if you watch the game uh, back home and you weren't there, you probably noticed that it was very quiet. So the fans had taken a conscious decision respecting a president who was a former ultra uh, to um, not sing, chant or celebrate uh, particularly uh, and keep uh, uh, a, a lid on reactions and responses uh, uh, throughout the game as a mark of respect. So on one hand, you could say it's very respectful and very dedicated thing to do because it is quite hard to keep quiet in an emotional game, watching an emotional game like football. But also um, you could wonder, would it have been better just to have this outpouring of uh, noise and, and, and celebration as well. As things played out, we uh, uh, stayed quiet for much of the game. We did, the game did elicit those moments where uh, uh, people started to respond and people started to react, but it was certainly, in conclusion, uh, quite an extraordinary experience. Um, so I'll go to Chris. Uh, um, what did you feel seeing moments in the match and, and did, did that sort of translate across on TV or? Um... Yeah, I mean, the first thing I'd like to say is obviously condolences to his family, to the wider Herter family. Um, difficult for us to really get a, a, a considerate gauge on how the mood is. Uh, I know you were there at the game yourself, Mark, but watching from afar, obviously, my diet of what, what occurred and the events thereafter is, is very different. And so um, clearly very tragic and very moving, but I, I don't think I'll be able to do it justice in, in anything that I've got to say simply because I can't feel it like the way Berliners would do and have done and are doing. And so um, I just wanted to make that, make that plain really that I'm, I'm in no way going to try and uh, deliver some some sort of um, testimonial that is befitting of such a true Hertha fan 
and arguably now icon. Um, what I was interested in is uh, having sort of been to football matches now for the best part of 30 years in England and the UK, when a, when a, a legend of the club, a former player or chairman, for example, passes in, in the UK, it's often met with the next game, uh, black armbands and a minute silence or more popular now, but less so, as I remember as a kid, was a minute's, uh, now a minute's applause. Uh, and that tends to be sort of a, a now a, a steadfast cultural thing in, in British football, doesn't it? When someone passes. Um, is, is, was that replicated, Mark, at the game? Well, players, players, yes. Well, essentially what happened was that players wore black armbands. Both teams and both sets of fans listened to a uh, really uh, brave eulogy from uh, one of the club's directors. I don't want to say his name because I'll get it wrong. Uh, uh, who was very emotional, actually broke down in tears during his dedication. That was very moving. Uh, there were there was then the the minute silence uh, was observed, and then when uh, the ref blew to start the game. The Dusseldorf fans reacted with the come on Dusseldorf, let's go type energy. But our fans kept a, a very solemn silence. And this was a real sort of contrast. And bear in mind, there were, there were um, I think, 36,000 people at the game. It was well attended. Uh, and uh, the, perhaps there were 6,000 from Dusseldorf who made a little bit of noise in the corner, who were also quite subdued. I think they were like saying, well, we don't want to stir it up or, mm. um, you know, they certainly weren't out to pick a fight. And like, Which is good because of the hit recent history between the two clubs. That's yeah, they, they had some really uh, uh, wonderful messages on their banners uh, uh, dedicated to, to Kay and, and uh, um, you know, saying that they, it, you know, sometimes life's bigger than football, this kind of, this mm. kind of stuff. It was really respectful, I thought. Um, and that, yeah, there was no sort of, you could, you could see in the English context how we, Leicester City uh, last weekend had a fixture with Coventry, which they like to think they're local rivals, I suspect, because they're, they're not geographically not too far away. But the um they uh, had um someone put a sign of a, a a broken helicopter on the bridge as the fans entered the oh, you know like yeah. so really disrespectful but what what's been what was really incredible was dusseldorf's response at the game i thought was really you know uh, really said a lot about them and their fans and i think they can be very proud of that but also the response across the football community in germany as well was very uh, um, passionate and supportive of uh, um, the Hertha predicament and and paying paying tribute to uh, Kay. Even our local rivals, Union Berlin, I have to say, were incredibly respectful and incredibly, you know, th there was no mocking of, of of what had gone. It was kind of it was very unifying. The, the only thing personally as as a spectator at the game that was odd was this decision to to um not 
not make noise and and uh, um, chant throughout the game. But remember, this is a president who was an ultra, so th- th- he would have had friends in the stands. Absolutely. If they decide, to, if they decide to do it, you kind of got to respect that. Yeah. You know, if that's how they want to do it, and that's yeah. how they want to play it. Who, who, you know, who are who we? Are we, who are we? To, yeah. Who are we to, to question that? As you said before, like, from the banner, life is more important than football, and it felt surreal. the The atmosphere was certainly affected, and you don't know how that plays on the pitch with the players who were also going to be emotional. It kind of had a feel of a friendly in the performance from us, like it. But at the same time, what has gone on within the club and within that community and group is horrific in that time. So I think it's understandable that the people would feel that way. It's it's so hard. We'll never know what the right decision was. It it definitely felt strange. And as you said about like the Leicester Coventry thing. I think it just shows the the different cultures, the or Mestre different culture that they have, you know, a lot more respect and treatment. You know, the treatment was fantastic compared to maybe what we'd see here. Um, so yeah, so, I, I thought yeah. I thought the tributes were great. Yeah, I thought um, so. The um, captain Tony Leesner had said in the press, I didn't. I only sort of skimmed it, but he, he said words to the effect that he really respected the fans' decision, you know, and that that was their right to 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 not uh, um, become too vocal at, at the game at Dusseldorf. He said, but in the next game, he really wants them there and, and to get behind the team now and really sort of push forward. And I think that that's probably, you know, the right right uh, rallying cry. And uh, I think so. From my point of view, uh, I know people can people might want to probably wouldn't, but they might say, well, on other podcasts you've been quite critical of, of of decisions made in the in the club, and I have aimed stuff at the uh, club president before, and that's absolutely correct, and I, I stand by that. That can't I can't deny that when things were, were were going badly contradictory decisions were being made things like that as a fan you it's, it's your entitlement to question that and, and, I, and I did mm-hmm. however i will say now not because he's passed but his passing has brought a lot of reflection on what has happened at the club in the last two years and this in his passing he has left the club in a far better position to the one he inherited for all the for all the nitpicking i may have given over over previous podcasts about club sponsorships and uh who you know who who were negotiating with on on finance deals you know and, and i you know sometimes you have to it's kind of being this is another thing like being the president of a football club like Hertha Berlin that is a more powerful position or or carries more uh, responsibility than being a mayor in a small city if you think of the people who are looking at you 
saying, well, what's your decision on this? What's the direction we're going to go in? You know, this and and the passion behind it. Yeah, if, if the mayor of Leicester puts our taxes up 5%, which he might well do, you know, as a habit, habit of that kind of thing, it's almost like expecting, oh, he's, he's let us down again or whatever. But in a football club, people get angry, they get motivated, they get mobilised, you know, and that's a lot. That's a lot to carry and to like be a president who had so, you know, which was clear while I was there, had so much goodwill about him, yeah. had this unusual position that he was an ultra. He was also a successful yeah. businessman, by the way. He wasn't he wasn't a thug who they like put in a suit and like threw into the boardroom. He was a clever man and he ran a PR agency for many years and, you know, clearly highly strategic uh thinker uh so you have to give him a little bit more credit of this constant narrative of, of us, isn't it? You know? yeah, and, yeah. And i don't think anyone can can question we can criticize and challenge as we've done in the past but his reign as president is through some of the most challenging times the club's ever had um, yeah. Certainly in recent memory with financial situations and Absolutely. relegations and you're not going to please everyone with the decisions that you're making doing that. You've got to sometimes think head not heart and we can turn around and say we're not happy with this or not happy with that. But there's always been a reason why that decision's been made and you're absolutely right, Mark, that the club is in a better position now than it was. You know, we we knew going in we may not come back up. But when you think of where we were as we went down and the need to sell all these players and how would we compete now in the second tier, we're doing, you know, probably better than we all expected. Totally. Um, a lot of that is down to, to the decisions that were made at the top. So taking Captain Tony's advice, uh, we can start to look forward a little bit, I think, uh, respectfully. Uh, and I just want to remind everybody um, well, let, let me just cap off this uh, little uh, tribute to Kay by, you know, as, as Chris said, um, our absolute condolences to the Herter family, mm. but particularly his own family. Um, and then, um, yeah, the vice president will act as president for the remainder of the term before what would have been the uh next elections which i'm sure he would have uh stood again um and uh then the herter membership gets to elect uh a new president and then uh but my feeling is from what i've read in the press so far and uh i have that hasn't been uh a huge amount, to be fair. I've read the uh, the build, which I know not everybody likes, but I do quite like because <laughs> because either way they take a position and they seem to be quite well, well informed. Um, that the club does seem, to all intents and purposes, to be in safe hands uh, and um, pursuing what will inevitably be Kay's legacy. So uh, we wish those people well as well. So looking forward, I just want to, uh, in looking forward, I just actually want to look back at exactly where we are, uh, which kind of emphasises the points we've just made around the club being in a better place uh, um, yeah. than we envisaged. We're eighth in the league. Uh, 
which I think is very optimistic, like very positive to to where we were before. Well, when, the last time we interviewed that guy from uh, Wiesbaden and Vein, <laughs> we just we ultimately ended up losing. Uh, and then we were thinking, oh, my God, how difficult is this season going to be? But actually, we've become very difficult to beat. And um, our last five games, which you might say, well, we perhaps we should have won one or two of those, more of those games. But we won two, drawn, far, uh, drawn three. Uh, so not uh, wholly negative and not losing. That's really good. So, so we're eighth. We've got a healthy goal difference. Um, we uh, eight points off playoffs. Eight points off the playoffs. I, I do think that's unrealistic now. I think psychologically, eight's quite a lot now. Uh, in, in I still think we're going to do it. I, I actually said it. No, you did on the chat. I texted you both before, and um, some something big will happen this season. Now, Foot, football has a funny odd way of of being really sort of. Um, Spooky, doesn't it? Yeah. There's a like, better there's a better adjective. A bit like I'll, I'll give you a great analogy. It's like how Coronation Street connect, corrects itself when somebody does something bad and then ultimately something good happens, which avenges the badness. There's gonna be something. It's gonna be a point. It's gonna, there's a poignancy about football where it, it has these moments, and yeah. I just I just you know uh, I just wonder if this is the year that we get to a cup final or this is the year that we go unbeaten for 10, 12, 14 games and, and get into the playoffs. I, there, there's just, you know, right. It does right to unite, Chris, isn't it? It's what it does to unite when, when these sorts of things happen, people group together and come together for the, yeah. for, for the betterment of, of, of it all to, to improve. So I think with what happened, you're gonna see, and Paul Paul Dardai, you know, we, I've been critical in the past, but I think he's done a fantastic job. Yeah, um, he's the, he's like a man manager as well. I think he's real pat on the back kind of manager, and, and he yeah. knows that he'll be able to say the right things to just bring everyone together and be. We do this for Kay. We Absolutely, for and we've always said that we we go to Paul when we need him and get rid of him when we think we no longer need him. Mm. In actual fact, it's absolutely perfect for us right now, isn't it? Yeah. What we need to, because I know, like with the K stuff, I've also been highly critical of Pal, mm-hmm. <laughs> and in in the past. But what I will say is, when when we play football in the in the last few games where I've been in the stadium and watched us this season. When we do play, we actually play nice football now. He's mm. he's got he he's got a team that can play something. You know, it's not um, economical not directing long balls. They are actually passing it neatly. They're looking almost. It's getting to the point where they're passing it so neatly that you actually want a killer pass now. You know, yeah. and mm. that kind of stuff. They, Who's they, our really, orchestrator, Mark? Who's pulling the strings in the middle? Um, but it's only he's really been doing that. Yeah, so I think like the tactic, like don't want to give give anything away to the the coaches of the opposition in the for the cup tie next week. But everything is going through our number nine. Everything. 
like you know and i think in a way that's brilliant like because he's we, just we missed like, fabian reese though so it was since his, since he's been on the team he's he's been a phenomenal signing yeah i hope yeah. he stays into february yeah. That that's the, the going to be the challenge, and again, business wise, given the club's finances, should a good offer come in, it's really difficult to to turn down. But he's yeah, so he's, key. He's publicly announced his intention to stay. He's so. he, he's he's bought right into the club. Like everything he posts on Instagram, he's, you're always seeing him in retro shirts and yeah. and gear. Like he, it's like he's absolutely thriving and loves the move that he's had. But where we talked on how well the club's doing, it's, the Bundesliga's vice had a big drop in, in standards from Bundesliga, but we then lost all of our best players and had to sign from, from bargain basements. You know, I think you probably said in the past, it's like we were shopping yeah. at Aldi or Lidl for players. And we yeah. were. Tabakovic was a cheap signing. Prevlik. What player? Reza. Yeah. All these players that we've had to bring in for next to nothing. And we've actually we've, we've built a team that looks like, as you say there, Mark, can play. And and a lot goes down to the recruitment team and pal of, of the hard work that's gone in of we've not got money. We're losing yeah. our best players, but still be able to recruit and improve that side. Yeah. So all, know, of these players, all of the players that you've mentioned, mm. absolutely. Right. And you do. You hear about these teams every now and again that they're all sort of wave, waifs and strays and somebody's mm-hmm. brought them all together, you know, the mm-hmm. Mike Ducks. <laughs> but suddenly they become like really some something as a unit together because in many ways they appreciate playing in the first team. They want to fight for that shirt. They want to keep it. Yeah, exactly. They, um, they realise that they've got a second chance. Like there's a lot, go, a lot of energy going on there. And the goalkeeper, I mean, what a, what a surprise that was for him to come through. And if we were in the Bundesliga, that might have been too big a step for him. But yeah. to come in and play at that level, and, you know, he's yeah. he's really commanded and so young. I mean, he, he really could command good. a good fee in the future for us. But, but also, um, someone that gets overlooked a lot, despite being captain, is is Tony Leesner. Yeah. Like, Agreed. He is. He is flipping. He is a leader of men. Like he's two hundred thousand pounds worth of. I know it's like must be strange to sign somebody thirty three, thirty four, but he has well, been ideal. You say that, Mark. Look at all the great teams. They've always got an old boy that's been there, yeah. seen it, done it. Cluffy did it, didn't he? Bought in Dave McKay. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you, there's so many of them through. Even Fergie brought in Lauren Blanc at 35, and he was like superb, wasn't he? Yeah, Just that calm presence. Yeah, and again, cool. like he can he can pass it, and he but he is a leader, and he's like he was not overlooked because of the union. Well. He's like he's like the people who are with me. Uh, so I, I had two guests with me at the game, and like they were immediately, who is that beast at the back? You know, and like it was. Obviously, it was a strange game for them to watch initially, while while things sort of settled in. But they were obviously they were aware of all all that had gone before. But like that was yeah. their first remark: "Who is this guy?" Like because he's his role in the team. He, he, he's your blocker and he's your he's your defender, which is yeah. a, again a ridiculously obvious statement. But you know what I'm saying. But he can also play a pass, right? He can. Mm-hmm. He can. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he's got. Um, 
Yes, <laughs> it's a shame he's probably got what two seasons left. Certainly, stops. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Depends but, if we go up. Yeah, and and I and I well he he keeps himself as well because he, he's slotted straight in to yeah. a new team and, and and has done done fantastic. So we might be able to play for a good few years. I think I defensively we have been really good. That's that's the the area that we've really worked on because we've leaked yeah. goals for years now. You think yeah. John Joe Kenny's had a fantastic season so far. Centre back partnership has and and we've had we had a change at left back every now and then. I know Karbovnik's played and I yeah. think who else has slotted in at times there. But defensively we look good and up front we look good as well. Um yeah. and I think Vinkler and um and, and Reese are on the wings. It's it's like they've they've worked on and go, we've got two big guys in a box. And let's get you know wingers in that are gonna yeah. be able to beat the man and get crosses well, in and create chances. Churchant uh, played on Derry, on yeah, 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 and he he did he had a good game, like and skillful Churchant. Yeah, so uh, again, there's like this there's a decent level of competition as well in all mm. of this. That like mm. the um, that was something that was critical that I was critical of certainly when we were in the top flight is that. Well, these players aren't going to fight because literally no one in the squad to replace them, you know. Like, Dodie knows he ain't getting dropped, you know. It's that kind of... It helps for me, though, that you don't want to go down. And, and I know with my main team that we've not had that and, and it's that fear if it happens. But a lot of these younger players like Vinkler and um, Sherhands, the goalkeeper, had we been in a Bundesliga, they wouldn't be getting a sniff of action because it'd be Absolutely. too high a level. Now, them being able to play in that team week in, week out is helping bring them forward at a young age and, and prepare them. So, we're in a weird way, it may have maybe helping us that we're here. And I think so. Able, especially because, financially, because these players cost nothing. You can sell them for a good fee. Well, that helps bring like, others in. Yeah, I'm more of the opinion that if, like, let's say realistically, it takes us two years to get out. And there is, there's going to be like players come and go for sure. Yeah. But these these yeah. young, these young uh, uh, academy players who have come through, you would expect that they will still be in the first team or around the first team if we get promoted. Mm-hmm. You know, I know it's big if mm-hmm. I'm not like, but but you you could see that they'll be ready for the next step in their career. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. Well, what I mean, money-wise, instead of spending twenty-five million and then selling a player for a million or releasing them on a free, which is awful for the books, we could literally start creating stars and making money yeah. because the Bundesliga—you've got to do that anyway. The way the ownership works and and the, the money—you you can't just go out and spend money and spend money like the big clubs in the Premier League do, you know. So unless you're buying Munich or Dortmund that you can sell someone for 60, 70 million and then reinvest that. You've got to be really shrewd and that's something we haven't been until this season for a long time. Yeah, great. Great. So, um, just to cap off the data, we're nine points off third from bottom. <laughs> yeah, but as Yaz sang, the only way is up. And I'm, I'm with Chris. I, th- I think we can have a push. I do think that, that you can have that bit of magic and, and the team coming together. But we had a really rough start and then started picking the points up. So I think if we can get some wins together, the momentum that will be there, some of the teams that are above us will slip. And it's always a really tight league, this league. There's never. 
a runaway team. You know, I think it was only last season or the season before there may have been five or six points between the the top five or six places. So in the past five games, I mentioned we drew three times. There are probably at least on two of those occasions, I felt we, on balance, we probably should have won the, won those games, like games where we'd thrown a lead away or or mm. didn't you know didn't quite gel in the last in the last ten minutes to to nick a winner or whatever. Was so a point if, fair, if, in your opinion, at the weekend, Mark? Sorry? Was a point fair at the weekend, in your opinion? I told everyone it would be a 2-2 draw. <laughs> I don't know why, but I kind of felt that... Because Dusseldorf they are in the ascendancy. I think they, I, they, they're Fifth. certainly looking good. Like They didn't look brilliant against us, to be fair, but it was like a bit of a weird game. It was a yes. bit... All the all the final passes were going, and also it was minus three, minus four. It was a not a not necessarily a day for free flowing football, shall yeah. we say? Yeah. Uh, so the players did quite well, all things considered. But I thought um, that yeah, I thought two 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 was a fair reflection, and also yeah. um, definitely didn't want to lose, given the circumstances surrounding the game. And also Dusseldorf are decent, so to get something I thought was mm. great. So I wouldn't put that in amongst the games that we should have won. But had we, had we got you know two two more wins in the last five rather than two draws, we'd have been four places, four points off third, and then that is suddenly oh yeah, that's right. You, you know, Especially for when Hamburg do their usual um, slide towards the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah, and, we, we, uh, we had key players out though as well at the weekend with uh, with Risa and and Kenny and uh, and a few others. So yeah, players that have been in and among the goals and assists of late. Yeah, definitely, and also like Zufuik played in. Uh, um, yeah. Obviously, using the the toned down version of his name. <laughs> I like that. He's he's not much of a defender, to be fair to the lad, he, but. But he hasn't he, played a lot though either, so it's no, a big ass to come in after after that as well on a cold go, day. Going forward, he can flip him, move. He is he's a pacey player. He adds a bit of something to the team. Definitely, he's not he's not the worst alternative. You know, he's kind of uh, uh, he's pacey. He can he can play a pass. He can he can create things. You know, it's that. Uh, it's that thing where you know, like nothing's getting past Tony Leesner. Mm. Everything is getting past this guy, you know. <laughs> but yeah, going forward is absolutely fantastic. So yeah, yeah, let's let's look upwards, not downwards. And uh, um, yeah, I, I think even though nine points off third bottom is there, it kind of shows how tight the league is in a way. In that there's no. Your maths will now tell you that there's what yeah. uh, 16, 17 points between the top top places and the bottom places. So you've uh, that's that's a really competitive league in a way, you know. And there's some 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 of the teams who we thought would be down the bottom are actually sitting mid table and fighting. And you know some some teams who are less uh, glamorous, shall we say? So I'm 
obviously not talking about your Schalkers and your Hamburgs, but I'm talking about Firth and Dusseldorf. They're they're in the top five, and yeah, so it's an interesting, interesting league this year. I think Keel as well. Keel, yeah. yeah. It always can be. That's the thing. I think with the second tier, outside of Hamburg being third, which you can almost bet on at this stage, anyone can finish anywhere in that league, and that's what makes it so exciting compared to knowing that Bayern are going to win the Bundesliga or Man City going to win the Premier League, Paris Saint-Germain. It really is. It, it could be anyone. And, you know, it, it's still so tight. If we'd have got the t- the three points, we'd, we'd have only been a few points off. Yeah. Being in, in the hunt. And that's what could happen this weekend if those teams drop points. We can find ourselves, and when we win, you know, find ourselves right yeah. back up there. Yeah. I say if you pick up points, obviously things move quite quickly. Mm. So, um, and we've got a winnable game in reality this weekend. I'll, I'll obviously get to your predictions in in a little while. Uh, but I suppose we should talk about the cup fever. Yes. Uh, what what a cup this is as well. When you think of the teams left in this competition at the minute, that is. Imagine the FA Cup being like that at the, at this stage of having. A non-league, essentially, a regional league aside in there. A couple of third division teams. Quite a few second division teams. And Is the is it Bundesliga sides as the least of left? Is there only like one or two Bundesliga sides left in it? It was incredible they sort of eliminated themselves quite yeah. early on. Because... Apart from Bayern, who got shocked by, uh, by the surprise package. Yeah. So suddenly you do think, whoa, because... As list, keen listeners to the podcast will know, I always joke every year about how bad we are at cup runs because yes, we we very rarely get out the, get out the starting traps. You know? We don't normally see Halloween, do we? We don't usually start see the first. <laughs> yeah, we don't normally see season, September. <laughs> yeah, like it's usually the curtain raiser for the season, and we're out. <laughs> Mark, are you going out there for the um, for the quarterfinal? Uh, what well, next week? No. Yeah. No. When are you next out there? Uh, for um, I am there. I'm actually there, not working, but actually going by my own volition to watch Depeche Mode in uh, at what was the Mercedes? It was the Mercedes Benz Arena. Now, controversially, is the Uber Uber Arena, or might even be the Uber Eats Arena. I'm not sure. It looks so nice. I remember when it was the O2 World, and it yeah. looked like it was a brand new arena. Once it was Mercedes Benz with how they'd done the redesign. Yeah. So Uber. Yeah. Well, so, that, okay. that cup, Leverkusen and Stuttgart are playing each other. So they they you two Bundesliga sides, and then you've got Saarbrücken and Gladbach. So Gladbach might be the only Bundesliga side. Oh, sorry, there'll be two Bundesliga sides left in it after that. If you've they beat the semis. Yeah, you've got Ozan yeah. Kaiserslautern and then San Pauli and Dusseldorf. So, yeah, it's it's crazy that the, the quarterfinals is three. Have a really good season. They are mm. quite clean at the weekend. Like people are saying, they're a surprise. And yeah, also, they went down, didn't they? there's a lot of talk at the moment at just how well uh, Leverkusen are playing under Xavi mm. Alonso. Mm. Like that. They're really not only are they a surprise package, but they are really playing well. Yeah. You know? So that's quite interesting. So buying 
suddenly not so clear cut. Yeah. <laughs> it was just Harry Kane's look, really. Like, I'm worried that they'll, they'll be the team that win it. One of the, the Leverkusen or Stuttgart, whoever wins that game will go on and win it. But to, just to get to the final in our own stadium would just be yeah amazing. Yeah. Here's an interesting question. I don't know if there's already an answer out there, but say Hertha were to get to the final, is it is it standard procedure that we'd get the OS curve? Good question. Could you imagine if we didn't? <laughs> yeah, that would be disconcerting, wouldn't, wouldn't it? They wouldn't do that, would they? That that'd just well, be plain, a... plain silly, wouldn't it? You'd maybe get an agreement with the other side, wouldn't you? That look, it's our stadium, first time there in a long time. I mean, our reserves played the final, didn't they? Not all that long ago. But that's what I wonder. Like, like, is there something already in place that says I don't know? Is it a geographical thing that? Did he draw it? Whoever gets the home, does it the home team gets that end or coin coin toss or? To be honest. Can you hear yourselves? Like, if we get to the final, are we going to be able to see it? Well, I think, does it matter? I suppose the away fans, if they ever travel to Berlin, are going to be the other end anyway. So they may, may want to be where they normally base themselves for those games. I think it would matter. Yeah. I, I think, think it would I see matter. Your logic. I see your logic. I'm just. Well, then it's it's like when you turn a team round at the start of a game when you win the coin toss. Exactly that, that, that straight away is a. Exactly. It's like a I point, isn't it? Be, I think there'd be something remiss about making the final and then complaining about where you have to sit. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no. Small things, yeah. in it? But it would look surreal, wouldn't it, to see us at, at the other end of the stadium and, and a different colour there? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well... Or did he split it down uh, the middle, even? Did he put, like, a segregated section down the middle of the OS curve? I imagine yeah. he did. No, no, it's a goal... A, Half each. Half no, each, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's no, halfway, yeah. If you think no. about as you walk in, you can't segregate that, can you? It's all open, open plan. Yeah. Knowing the DFB, there will be no logic to it. Well, they'd move, <laughs> they'd move the final to Munich. Yeah, yeah. More like Because <laughs> it's an unfair advantage to have it in Berlin, yeah. 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 Well, we can dream. This is the best chance we've, we've had. And as you say, we normally fall at the first hurdle. To, to see those teams left, it'd be a shame not to yeah. to win two more games and get there. And this is what I'm saying in terms of that sort of poignancy and that sort of kookiness about football and how it, it writes its own cliche, but it writes its own stories and scripts, doesn't it? And um, I just wonder, just wonder. Hope, hopefully it is for him. I hope, I hope they do it for him. Sam Pauli beat Dusseldorf. They're top of the league at the minute. So they may have a, an eye on making sure to get promotion. Yeah. We could get a, a nice home draw, possibly knock them out, and then you've got you know one of the the, the bigger sides left in there. Mm. We've already beaten Bundesliga sides in in this competition. We don't we don't need to be fearing anybody right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so probably, so probably we need to fear now, isn't it? Like you know, Sarbrook have dropped yeah. a few sides out, haven't he? Yeah, got, I think, um, yeah. Got some Sorry. other news as well to add is that um, reigning fan club champions Hertha UK are taking on Dortmund UK later on this year in the tail end of March. So more news on that in later podcasts. But I think it was about six or seven years ago that we played Dortmund UK. Um, great, great guys, by the way, really friendly. Uh, invited us to a game in London, five, six aside, 
and uh, we managed to hobble a team together. We actually won. I can't remember the score, but I remember I managed a full game, which was pretty heavy going then. So I dread to think what I'm going to do this time. Yeah. But yeah, more news on that when we get it in terms of um, where we're playing, because if anyone wants to come and join and uh, watch and even lace their boots, you're more than welcome yeah, to. Chris so, is yeah. running for him. Any 19-year-old snappers who listen. It's good radio, but your first five yards are up here and I'm tapping to my head. So I don't know why, because there's nothing up he'll be there. Playing the, he'll be playing the Tony Leesner role there, won't he? Like, <laughs> hobbling, around, hobbling around. the. Needless the, to say, I'll be playing a low block. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, um, we should uh, wrap up, as is tradition. Maybe we shouldn't predict the result or jinx the cup game. Like, Oh, let's do a democratic. Do you two want to predict an outcome to the cup match or not? No. <laughs> right. Good. Good. So <laughs> in that case, uh, uh, it's uh, Vejen Wiesbaden, mm. which I've said correctly for the first time this evening um, on Saturday, and then um, at home. Oh no, away actually, away. and then uh, Hamburg at home uh, the following week. So two interesting games there, given that we lost the first one when we were finding our way in the division at the start of the season. And then Hamburg is Hamburg. I think we'll pick up a win at the weekend. And I think we'll pick up a clean sheet as well, actually. I think we'll win 2-0. And I think Tabakovic will bag a brace. Very nice. Very nice. Might stick a tenner on there. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Liking your style, Chris. Any? Come on, Mike. You usually say usually the voice of reason. I'm not. No, no. I'm. I'm, I'm with Chris. Um, I think when they came to Berlin, it was like a massive cup final to to get to play in that stadium that early on in the season, and we were not prepared. We, we you know, the squad had been stripped at that stage, and I think they'll see the proper hair to this weekend. And I, I do. I think. I think. I agree. Clean sheet. I think two 0 I'm not going to name any goal scorers, but but yeah, I think uh, they will get a win and get a get on to a roll. Yeah. I'll I'll cover Hamburg now as well, and I'll pass it back to you, Chris. I don't. don't I, so we, I, want to, I just want to make a comment. The way well, you said they'll see the proper hurter. This <laughs> yeah, sorry. It, the proper hurter this season. Like, yeah. It was <laughs> like. Roman leader, this is Sparta. <laughs> this is Hertha. <laughs> this is Prevlak. This is Tabakovic. <laughs> uh, Hamburg, I think, I think will beat them. I, th- I think we we've got their number of late. I think uh, with the relegation playoff a couple of seasons back. I think um, yeah. although did they beat us when we went down? No, we finished bottom, didn't we? Um, yeah, I, th- I I think at home. We'll have a good crowd there for that game against yeah. Hamburg, just given that, that it's another big side and it's not a great distance for them to travel. So, yeah, I think that maybe 2-1 for that one because they're doing well, but I do feel we'll kick on if we get a win at the weekend. And especially, we're not going to talk about the cup, but if it goes okay, then momentum is great in it in football. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Inclined to agree, probably my heart says yes, but obviously my head says maybe I'd take a draw against Hamburg. Yeah, I wouldn't put a bet on it. I'd put a bet on this weekend, but I'd, I'd, 
Yeah, yeah. Maybe not on that one. Yeah. What about you, Chris, for that one? I think we'll beat them. There's, I suppose we're in this like little purple patch where you think, well, we're hard to beat, so there's no reason why we should yes. lose. So the only anyone thing I can beat think anyone in this league as well. Yeah, and that's shown already. But the only thing I think that would work in Hambo's favour is that we play Wednesday night. Mm. Yeah. True. And we could we could be playing extra time, right? Mm-hmm. So. You know, it could be it could be heavy heavy legs in terms of going into that game Saturday. I know it's the latest kickoff Saturday, but still, yeah. But do we know no, how long uh, Reese is out for as well? Because we definitely do miss him in the team until the transfer window closes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it, it's some sort of it's related to his recovery from the uh, virus, isn't it? So it's like lingering, I think. Okay, hopefully not nothing too much then, because yeah, he'd be. He's just been in and around everything when he's played. Yeah, we need him. We need him. So yeah, let me just. I'm just trying to get my head around. Oh yeah, we've got the late kickoff on Saturday, but it's still Saturday, isn't it? It's like yeah, exactly. Yeah. What time is it? Half five. Was it? Perfect. UK time. Yeah, and they're going to see the proper time. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to become the new catchphrase. But brilliant, yeah. So great to see you folks. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, we'll uh, probably pick up again after Hamburg and see where we are. Yeah, so. and um, I think it's, it's only right that we close the pod how we started it and R.I.P.K., yeah. And much love from her to UK to all all people connected to the club. Uh, a, a very difficult time. 